get into the word. Hallelujah. I want to start off with a question. Have you ever wondered why? Have you ever wondered why that you lived your life and you're living for God and you're striving to please God, but maybe, it, it, but but you always wonder why is it that I have no peace? Why is it that I have no peace? After all, I attend church, I come to the house, I watch pastor online, and, and I'm there. I'm receiving all the words and all the nuggets that's coming forth from the leadership and, 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 and the words that is spoken to us and, you know, as a collective body of believers. But I have a potential solution for you. Is it possible that maybe you're distracted by good? You're distracted by good. Not to say that you're not saved, not to say that you don't love God, but is it a possibility that maybe you're going through some of the challenges that you're going through, not because you're not serving, not because you're not coming out, but maybe you're just distracted by the activity of good instead of God. Instead of God. I want to start with a, it's a very familiar Story in the Bible. It's the story of Mary and Martha. Mary and Martha. We're going to be in Luke chapter 10. And I just want to talk to us today. I, I, I want to encourage you. I'm going to try not to get too excited. Um, but, you know, hopefully that, you know, uh, I'll be successful in that. But I just want to talk to us here in this room and those of us online um, just to encourage you that sometimes we have we, we we have to set back we have to step back and we have to take a look at the things that's going on in our lives and kind of evaluate you know yes I, I'm 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 faithful to God I'm faithful to the church I'm faithful to everything that I believe and I've taught I was supposed to do but it seemed like I'm not having no peace in my life it seems like my life is in disarray it seemed like everything that I'm doing it seemed like it fails um and, and, but it's possible. Is a, is, I would just want you to ponder that as I'm speaking today. Is, is it possible that maybe you got so caught up in the good that you're doing, but you forgot about your relationship with God? Verse 38 says, Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village, and a woman named Martha welcomed her into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who is also also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted. Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, you do, you do not care that my sister has left me to serve alone. Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you were worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and but, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. 
Mary has chosen that good part that will not be taken away from her. Although the message is distracted by good, but this is the good that you, we need to be striving for. And that's, that's the relationship with, with God. We need to understand that as Christians, we have many responsibilities in our life. We're fathers, spouses, we're children, if you're blessed to have your parents still alive. We're employees. There's people in this room that have businesses who has em employees. There's a whole lot of things going on in our life, but we have to be careful that we have to be careful is we'll get caught up doing all these things that we should be doing. That we should we, we should be striving to be a better spouse. We should be striving to be a better father or mother. That all of that is good things that we should be doing. But we have to be careful that we, get, that we don't get caught, so caught up in the good. And God says, I have a better way that I want to show you. But it takes, it takes you stopping all the craziness of your world and regrouping and saying, and saying to me, God, show me. God, meet me where I'm at and show me where I can do better. See, too many times we get caught up in, and, and we can't hear nothing from God because the only thing we hear is static in our ears because of all the craziness that's going on in our life. When I say craziness, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's, it's, it's a good thing. Let me use me for example. I have to be careful. I have to be careful. I work. I work a full-time job. Um, I run this business and when the season is on either the camp season or the um or the uh if i'm running the league you know my days are are you know when i get off work it's answering calls it's responding back to emails it's responding back to you know different inquiries that i may receive i actually received a call since i've been up here <laughs> uh you know from somebody about end zone and but i have to be careful that Although I believe that that's part of my purpose to speak in the lives of young men. If I'm not careful, I'll get caught up in doing all this stuff that I believe that that is good. If people look at it from the outside, but my relationship with Christ could be suffering because I don't give no time to God. We've got to understand that if something comes in your life that, do, that you're doing that may seem like it's a great thing, and more likely that it probably is. But if you're not careful, if, if it gets to a point to where it starts to replace God, you have to evaluate and maybe eliminate that thing for a season. That's a hard thing to do. That's a hard thing to do. Especially for me. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. It seems like I don't operate well unless it's craziness going on. You know, I got this to do, that to do. It seems like I don't, it, I don't operate. And my wife and more specifically my daughter, they be on me. They be on me and say, you, you know, oh, you, you said this. You said, you said yes to this. You said yes to this. I had some people call me this week and they wanted to do some training for their kids. What did I say? Do I really have time to, especially during the, the, uh, um, during the uh, camp and the league time, do I really have time to spend a couple hours a week training some kids? Probably not. But what did I say? Yeah. 
What did I say? I said yes. And, I was, and they're waiting me to contact them. Um, we ha I have to be careful that in doing all of that and the fact of I just don't talk to kids about sports. I use that as an opportunity to share. I don't necessarily say, you know, Jesus loves you, but I do share godly principles with them in their lives. And if the door opens, now not say I won't do it, but if the door opens, uh, I'm going to tell them about the love of Christ. God desires better for you than what you're doing. You, you come in, or, or the fact of when they come out here, when they come on the court, they should give everything they got just as, just as we should give everything we got to Jesus. We have to be careful. And we have to get to a point to where we develop ourselves um, and we're going to talk about discipline in a little bit, but uh, to where we're disciplined to, you know, say, uh, to, to make some hard decisions. This is a, uh, yeah, sometimes what is good can get in the way of what's better, as I stated. When we, when you, we fail to properly prioritize our activities, allowing ourselves to be distracted by what is good missing out on what is better. You know, I believe if you look into the term of what, what uh, idol means, idol is anything that uh, tries to rise up and take its place of God. And if we focus on that, um, you know, that's, that's considered an idol. Let's take a look at this word, distracted. Distracted. This, ver this, this, this word is listed as, um, in, in Strong's Concordance, as, is listed as it says cumber, C-U-M-B-E-R. It's listed one time in the King James Version of the Bible. In this particular case, it means to, to draw around, to draw away, or distract. To be driven about mentally, to be distract, to be distracted. To be overoccupied too busy over a thing about a thing let's take a look at that just a little bit more when i think of the word to be drawn away or to, i'm going to equate it to basketball if you will if you if you're not careful as a basketball player as a uh, you're you're part of a team and you've been given an assignment to guard a certain player or you've been given an assignment to guard a zone of the court if you're not careful, you could be drawn away from your position for the sake of maybe trying to get a steal. Follow me for a second now. For the, for, for the sake of trying to steal the ball and maybe running down the court and scoring a basket. Hear what I'm saying? That's a good thing. Yeah. To steal the ball for your team is a good thing. To take the ball down the court and make a layup and, and, and give your team two points, that's a good thing. But what happens is sometimes more, more often than not, when you get drawn away by the enticement of that good thing, often, oftentimes what happens is, is you'll miss the you'll, you'll miss stealing the ball and the team will score. Or they'll pass the ball to the location that you were supposed to be, and the team will score. So therefore, 
Therefore, if you would have just stayed in your place and allowed everybody to do their part, you would have more than likely, if you would have played good defense and stayed in your zone or stayed on your man, more than likely you probably would have defended them and they wouldn't have scored. And then you could take the opportunity and go down and score. But the, but the enticement of the good thing. If we're not careful, we, we'll be drawn away from where we're supposed to be in our, 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 our relationship and, and, you know, what our last instructions was from God. We, we, you, know, and, you know, God, you, 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 I believe you're telling me this, but, you know, I believe that this over here is a good thing. God wants you to understand. Well, God, you know... <laughs> Not, not that he's going to punish you for going over and doing this, 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 you know, the good thing that you're doing. But, you know, when you look at your life, you can't sit there and ask God, what's up when you're doing whatever you want to do in your life? You're not taking no time for God. You're not taking no time to meditate before the Lord. You're not taking, when I say you, I'm not talking about nobody specifically in here. If I'm not careful, it's myself as well. Uh, you, uh, you know, we're not taking no time to pray. We're not taking no time to come to the house of the Lord. All this other good stuff has taken the place of God. Has taken the place of what God has for us to be better. To be, to, be, to be driven about mentally or distracted. That's the second part of this. She was so caught up in the servant, serving. She, she wasn't even on the fact, her mind wasn't even on the fact that Jesus was in the place. You know, more than likely Jesus probably had... Uh, you know, a group of people with him. So in her mind, you know, the good thing to do was to sit there and, and, and or not to sit there, but to begin to serve and prepare and make sure Jesus was taken care of and making sure everything was good to go, which, and uh, let's just say that that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Oh, amen. I'm not, I'm not used to doing that, so sorry. <laughs> Repeat after me. No. <laughs> but if we're not careful, you know, in this case, her, her, she was mentally not in check with the fact that Jesus was there. We have to ask ourselves, uh, are, do we keep ourselves mentally grounded in God and the spirit of God to a point that where we were able to listen to the spirit of God when God tells us, you know what, I need you to draw back from that good thing that you're doing, whatever that thing may be, and I need you to spend some more time with me. Because if you spend some more time with me, that good thing, uh, that good thing that you're doing, and, and I, I, you know, I want to show you some things, it's a potential to become a great thing. Because I'm blessing it because you, 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 you seek me first instead of the good thing. Right. And lastly, to be overoccupied. <laughs> That's me. That's me. To be overly occupied. You know, as, as I started off, you know, I talked about, you know, where parents were, you know, sometimes some of us going back to school with students, some of us uh, doing many different things. But we have to be careful that we don't become over, overly occupied with everything else 
and we forget who's who's taken us to everything else meaning that we forget the god that has blessed us to be able to do everything else we forget to give him thanks we we forget to come to the house of god we forget to uh, tune in uh uh streaming uh we you know we forget all of these things we forget to read a word we forget to study we forget to do all these different things because we're overly occupied or we use the excuse that we're tired God, I'm too tired. You see me there serving all times of night. God, I'm tired. I, I, I'm, I'm, and you set your alarm with, with, with good intentions, but because you're so overly occupied with everything that's really not important when it comes down to it, you're going to see in a little bit, the only thing that's important is the eternal thing. So you're doing all of this, and, and which is good, and, and in that, you, you know, sometimes we got to be careful as well is we, seek to, we do all these good things for the, for the praise of people instead of the praise of God. If you're doing something for the praise of people, if you're doing something that you would not do, if nobody's seen, you might need to ask yourself is, is this really what I should be doing for this season in my life? And you got to be honest. You have to be honest with yourself. <laughs> if my wife was here, she's not feeling well today, but she would be like, preach, preach on. <laughs> <laughs> the bottom line was Martha was distracted. She welcomed Jesus to her house in Luke 10, 38, it was in her house. Uh, um, many believe that um, it was her house because she, uh, she was the eldest of the two. Her hospitality is certainly commendable. It's a good thing to be hospitable to Jesus. But we'll see later that to everything, there's a time and a season. We, she missed the moment in trying to do the good thing. She missed the moment to, to, to spend all her time, you know, not even recognizing the fact that Jesus is there until she came to complain. She became distracted by much serving. Luke 10 and 40. The Son of God, the Messiah, had come to her house. That's an awesome honor to look and say, God... We welcome you to our house. We welcome you to our house. But if you're not spending no time with God, when God comes to your house, when he occupies your space, why is he going to remain? If you spend all your time trying to look for all these great things to do and thinking that it's going to be impressive in the sight of God, you, you might want to just keep keep looking and keep searching because it more like it's not especially if it's not done with the, the the right heart and the right motive behind what you're doing if you're looking to get some type of applause from somebody you might want to rethink there were likely others as i stated early jesus probably came with a a group uh group of individuals his disciples 
Um, she naturally wanted her sister to help, Luke 10 and 40. She began to worry and be troubled by many things. She began to worry and be troubled by many things. The many things was, I'm, I'm sure, it, you know, when I was studying and praying about this, you know, I began to think, you know, it'd be like, oh, oh you know, I, I got to make this so good for Jesus. I, I, you know, I got to continue to serve. I got to make this awesome meal. I got to do this. I, I, I got to do that. And every time I turn around, my sister is just sitting there chilling. She's just sitting there chilling, sitting with Jesus. And, 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 you know, it ain't no time to be sitting with Jesus. It's time to do all this. It's time to do all of that. So she began to get bothered. She began to get troubled. These were not things that were wrong within themselves. But they, but they took priority when they should not have. Which caused anxiety in the mind and distress of the spirit. Have you, have, have you allowed things that should not have taken priority to stress you out? To cause a level of anxiety when it shouldn't have. God is telling you today that you know what he had you covered before it happened. And he's got you covered now. It may not happen the way you want it to happen. It may, it may not carry out, but, but, but if you take time to keep God first during that time, it's, it's, it's going to work out. One thing about, let's move to Mary. Mary, one thing about Mary, she was disciplined. She sat at Jesus' feet in Luke 10, 39. If you look up what that typically means is, is, is it's a posture of disciples or learners. She wasn't focused on all the activity. She seen it, you know, the, the Jesus coming to the place as what it was, an opportunity to sit at his feet and learn. To sit at his feet and learn. Too many times we do all this great stuff, but we don't take time to sit at Jesus' feet and learn. What I mean, not that you don't come to church. I'm talking about the learning that's just between you and God. I come to church and I, 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 learn, I learn stuff. But I'm talking about the, the, the learning that comes between you and God, establishing that relationship. And you sacrificing your time away from something else that, that, that everybody else would say good and say that is good and say that you're going to spend that time with God. That you're going to spend that time reading his word. You're going to spend that time praying. You're going to spend that time just, 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 just seeking his face and your effort to become a better disciple of Jesus. It indicates she was a disciple. She wanted to learn from Jesus. She was more, concern she was more concerned about being a good disciple than a good hostess. She chose the um, she chose the one thing needed. In the end, there is only one thing that is really necessary. That would be seeking God's kingdom and righteousness. 
Luke, or, uh, Matthew 6.33 says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. To seek it first. We hear this scripture, and, and some of us may even quote it, but we got to really take a look and analyze and see if we really do it. I'll be first to tell you that I don't 100% time, that, that, that's not me. And I have to get better. But it says, seek first, seek the kingdom of God first. And his righteousness. And that peace that you've been looking for will be added. And that healing that you've been looking for for your mind or, or wherever you could be added. But if you seek in everything else besides him, it's a possibility that's why you're still going through some of the things that you're going through. You're still going through some of the struggles that you're going through because maybe, just maybe, you haven't chosen what is important, and that's to seek him. She chose that which had eternal consequences. Consequence. Luke 10, 42. She she chose that good part which will not be taken away for Jesus offered blessings that would last. And John uh, 4.14 says this. It says, but whoever drinks the water that I, will, that I will give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a foundation of water springing up into everlasting life. When we make a decision that we're going to choose Jesus, we don't have to search for everything else. We don't have to go and spend our time doing all this other stuff. We have to take time to seek him first. Make him a priority. Not just so people can see it on a thread. But is, is what you post on the thread out of the abundance of your, your meditation time? Or you're doing it for the approval of men uh, to hope that maybe pastor would see it or something. You know, he, oh, that's a good word. So you receive the, the praises of the man of God. And I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that for, you know, to be encouraged by, by him or her. But, you know, when that's your only reason, you have to stop and, and, and ask yourself, what am I doing? What am I doing here? Am I keeping first things first? Two, just a couple of points here, and then uh, get you out of here. Question I want to ask you is, are we distracted? By things that, we may f that may be good within themselves, our duties as husbands, wives, fathers, mothers, our responsibilities to work and community. All that's good, but are we distracted from what's most important? Jesus warned against following such things to take precedence in our lives. Family cannot come 
before service to the Lord. Family cannot come before service to the Lord. I'm gonna use this. I'm gonna use this example. When I first got saved, it's been a few years now, but um, <laughs> when I first got saved, you know, um, I I ain't gonna you know because I didn't grow up in the church. I, I was just I was new to this. 27 years old, 28 years old, and I was like new to this church life. But one thing I did know is is that if I was going to do anything, I you know. Jesus had to be first and foremost in my life. So I could not go and do some of the same things that I used to do with my family. With my family. And, you know, being mil uh, military, my, all of my family is in Ohio. My wife's family is in New Jersey. Um, and so I had to, I had to just, I had to really take a moment and pause before I would go back into go visit home and 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 because I knew I was going to be asked to go out I knew I was going to be asked to drink I knew I was going to be asked to do all of these things that I once did and uh and not that it wasn't in me to you know <laughs> to go out or to drink uh, you know but I you know even though I did not understand um, Jesus and, and you know the Bible as much as I should have that's one thing that I knew that I was really striving to get right because I seen what it had done to my life so I had I had a family member say well he better not be coming home talking about the Jesus so my thing was what else you want me to talk about I don't claim to be nobody, I, and this was back there, it's like, I'm not claiming to be no better than anybody. I'm just choosing not to do what you're doing. But on the same token, I don't come and condemn anybody, neither that still is living that life. The only thing I could do is just love them with the love of Christ. And not be in a judgmental state, oh, you shouldn't do that, or you... You know, you know how some people do. Thinking that beating them over the head with what they shouldn't do is going to do something for them. Because, yes, and because especially my family, because... We didn't do the church thing. My, my dad didn't, do, didn't go to church until I went to the military. I went to my first service when I went to basic training. And it was a Catholic service. I think I shared that b before with you guys. <laughs> Nothing against the Catholic priest, but <laughs> that, that, military, that priest was, all I heard was, ooh. So... I was like, I can't, I can't go back to this. <laughs> so I was like, I went to the Protestant service next time, and uh, you know, enjoyed it a little bit, and still got to enjoy the cookies. <laughs> 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 Amen. <laughs> 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 so 
So family cannot come before service to the Lord. Family and work cannot come before the kingdom of God. But God, you don't see me working all these hours. You don't understand that maybe I'm kind of tired to study. You don't understand, God, that maybe I'm, I'm kind of tired. I'm, I'm working all these hours. Things are crazy in my life. And you don't understand. It's, it's, it's kind of hard for me to uh, take time or to get up an hour prior because, shoot, I'm tired to study the word or to get into the word. And please understand me when I say this is it's each of us are at different places. I believe God is a God that will meet you where you're at. So meaning that if you're if you're right now, if you don't do nothing but read one scripture a day and meditate on that scripture all day, all day and ask God to show you, you know, speak to you and and how, you know, how it, you can apply it to your life. You, that's what you do. Until you get to a point to where, you know, you're maybe reading a chapter. From a chapter to a book. And you allow God to increase you and meet you and, and walk with you and commune with you as you establish and cultivate your relationship with him. Because I, I, I share that because some of us may, may be thinking that here's this, um, you know, they, they may be thinking, well, I, I don't I only read like a scripture a day anyway, you know, when, uh, on my best day, that's all I'm reading. Okay, you start where you're at. And if you miss a day, come back the next day. Try to correct it and allow God to to, to help you navigate through this process. Because we all got are busy. We all got things going on. But God desires us to not be focused on all of the activity, but our relationship with him. Are we disciplined to seek that which is better. The one thing that really, that is really indeed. When I hear the word discipline, when I hear the word discipline, I, it goes back to me, the military t definition. And I, it may be the definition everybody uses, but I only know the military definition. <laughs> that definition is, is do what is right in the absence of orders. Or you could say, do what's right in the absence or presence of somebody, you know, uh, leadership. So we have to ask our question, uh, are, are we disciplined? Are we willing to make that hard yes decision over easy no? The king, we, we got to be di diligent to, we got to be disciplined to, Seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, as we shared in Matthew. Eternal life and the blessings which accompany it. Jesus taught of the value of choosing the good part. God's providential care in our lives. 
ample surplus to replace our sacrifice for the gospel. Mark, this is in Mark 10, 28 through 30. It said, oops. Says says this, and then and then Peter began to say to him, "See, we have left all that followed you." Jesus answered and said, "Absolutely, I say to you, there is no one who has left the house, or brothers or sisters, or father or mother, or wife or children, lands, for my sake and the gospels." Who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time? Houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life. Now, not that that's what you what you uh, uh, seeking specifically. But that's one of the things that is a benefit to you seeking God. That's one of the things that, that added to when you seek the kingdom first. When we take time to seek the kingdom first, where, you know, that's one of the blessings that come along with it. Peace and joy, which the world cannot give. For John 14 and 27 says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you, not as the world gives. Do I give you let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. If we were dis uh, disciplined long enough to make the proper choice, we will find ourselves like Mary, free of anxiety. We will find ourselves like Job, experience, experiencing the end intended by the Lord. We know in the story of Job, he lost everything. But because, because he understood the importance of God and not, not just turning his back on God, he got everything that God intended for him to have. So in conclusion, we have to ask ourselves, do we want to be like Mary or do we want to be like Martha? Do we want to be free from anxiety? Do we want to be free from stress? Do we want a peace of mind? Not that things won't get hard and not that you won't struggle, you won't have some bad days. But when it's all said and done, you understand, you understand God's, that God, the part that you and God have to do to work this thing out. Meaning that as you seek him, as you continue to sacrifice maybe some, some of them good things in your attempt to, to become a better disciple for Jesus, you got to know that God sees that sacrifice. God sees that sacrifice. But the question is, is are we disciplined enough to make the choice?
Are we disciplined enough to make the choice? You see, Martha had the opportunity to serve the Lord again. On a joyous, John 12, 1 and 2, on a joyous occasion after the raising of her brother from the dead. This is John 12, I'm sorry, the, the, verse, the scripture says, Then six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus was, who had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. There they made him a supper, and Martha served. Martha served, because that, that was the time to serve. It wasn't a time of discipleship, per se. It was a time to, to, to do the thing and, and, and take care of the, the one who raised her brother from the dead. So if you make the, my, my point to saying that is, is if you make the tough sacrifice now, God is going to turn, to turn that 360 all the way around and you'll get the opportunity at a later time. You'll get the opportunity at a later time to do that good thing in which you joy, enjoy doing. And that it's a, you know, potentially a blessing to others. But what good does it do to be a blessing to others and you a mess yourself? God needs us to be focused on what is important. As we continue to come out of the, the pandemic and we continue to integrate ourselves back as a church. I don't know about you, but during the pandemic, it wasn't always easy to stay focused. I found myself, I found myself, I would turn on the service and then before you know it, I, 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 I got caught up doing some other things and I wasn't even paying attention to the word. That wasn't assisting me in getting to that better place that God had for me. To help me get through the trying times that took place during that year. But God loves us. He loves us enough to give us another opportunity. He loves us enough to, to allow us another chance to get it right. But the question is, the question is, is, what will you do? I love each and every one of you, whether I've met you once or met you several times. And we, we, we got to be in this to win it. We have to be in this to win it. Not just doing a bunch of good things and and divorces happening all through the church and, and, and uh, people going, you know, they're struggling in their mind and all this stuff. You know, yeah, we go through things. But notice the key word that you're going through. Not that you're stuck. And together, together, I look forward to the journey that is ahead. As we finish out this year and we move into 
um, you know, uh, at the end of the year when potentially the opportunity will come to move. I look forward to it. I look forward to it. We as God's people becoming stronger and more focused than we ever have before. For us to understand that all this other stuff is great, but God, it's you that I need. It's you that I need. I can't do this without you. I've got, to, I've got to keep it focused for myself. If I don't seek God first, I can't do all the stresses that come along with running a, a sports, a youth sports business, you know, with, without, without keeping God first. Because the moment that I get these three or four coaches to call out, I, start to, I would start to spaz out. But when I'm keeping God first, I know that it will work out. It'll work out. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.